Welcome to the Fit360 podcast. In this podcast, you'll hear from the top personal trainers and respected wellness practitioners in the space. They'll be talking about stuff like how moving your body is essential to a robust well-being, how to age with strength and with grace, how to nourish your mind and body through good nutrition versus the latest fad diets, and so much more. If you want a deep dive into a lifestyle of trainers and those who assist in true healthcare, then you're in the right place. This place was created for you to help you improve your future well-being. Welcome, family. I got a special guest with us today, Lance Forrest. How you doing? He's one of our trainer here at Fit360, and I'm just gonna be chatting and uh, chatting it up, and um, hopefully you guys can learn something in the process through our conversation. Here we go, man. So it's my man Lance. How you feel, man? I feel good. Just having a good, good? workout in. I yeah. feel good. Yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. He pumped up for the camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> camera shot. Yeah, you, you gotta keep it, keep exactly. it, keep it right, man. Yeah, you gotta show the people what you got working exactly. with, right? Live by example. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, um, first question, man. Yes. I know you've been, you know, you've been a person trainer for a while now, but I really don't know how long that is. Yes. How long you been in the business, man? I've been in the business since 1995. So it's been what, 20, 15, 27 years? Mm. 27 years? 27 years? It's been 27 years when I first started training people. Oh man, that's great. That's great. And you're still doing it. I still do it. I still love it. Still love it. I still love Passion. it. Passion. Passion, of course. Yeah, yes. yeah. Me too, man. It's uh, It's been a while I've been in the game and it's still a big passion of mine. It's a really big passion of mine, and which is a good thing, right? Because mm -hmm, it's what mm -hmm. keeps us going in the game, keep us excited, keep us motivating. Exactly. Other people, right? Yes, I agree. And, uh, I, and I assume that this is something that you're probably going to keep doing for the rest of your life. Yeah, I feel like I can do it in some capacity. Yeah. You know, even when I'm 90, I can train somebody who, you know, who I can train. Maybe somebody who's in their 70s, 60s. Yeah. You know, but I'm going to be training until I can't move anymore. Good, good, good. So, so tell me, how did you start out in this, doing this? <sighs> what was the, what was the motivated, motivation? And, and, and why, why, you know, this career in particular? You want the short version or the long version? Long version, man, we talking. I want okay. details, right. I want the gut. Okay, well, I just wanted to prepare you for it. Well, when I first started ex working out, my brother used to take me in the basement. Mm -hmm. I hated it, I ran track for a long time. So mm -hmm. he used to take me to the basement, I used to work out. I was like 14. He would work out with me, I wouldn't see him for a whole nother month after that. Okay. But I went in the military, and at that point I started working out on my own. Mm -hmm. And it just took a whole new life. I started working on exercising. Um, started realizing I had a natural act for it. Um, mm -hmm. Other people started noticing it. So what I did was I started competing first. Right. I became a competitive. Oh, you, com you competed? Yeah. I started competing in 1986, 87. Okay. I did my very first competition while I was in the military. Nice. Um, and I actually did a great job. Yeah. Being my first time out competing against people who've been doing it for a long time, and I I took second. I won. And then I did my second competition in England, which is where I was stationed at. Um, and wait, I, wait, wait, England? I was in England for three and a half years. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I competed abroad, and then I won. 
I won. Um, so that was my start of exercising and working out and loving to work out. Mm -hmm. um, fast forward, maybe eight years later, right. I was, um, I've always been into entertainment industry. Like I, I did fitness modeling, I did acting and stuff. So when I first decided I wanted to become a trainer, it was trying to combine doing the entertainment mm -hmm. as well as something I can make money from and still keep it moving. Right. I started learning a nine time, nine, a nine to ten, nine to five and job. And give you time. To, and give me time, time to be able right, to do right, it. Made my right. schedule more flexible. Mm -hmm. So the nine to five jobs just didn't work. When I went to go auditions, it, it, it just was too much of a hassle. Right. So I sat down and started thinking about what do I love more than anything that I've never given up on, that I've never decided I was going to shift gears, and it was exercising. Mm. And at that point, I decided to, I wanted to start personal training. Mm. So uh, at that point, I had moved to California. Okay. I was actually actively pursuing um, modeling, fitness stuff and everything. And I went out there again. I had a kind of a nine to five job and it was a problem. So at that point in 95, I decided I'm, I'm going to have to make a change. And mm. that was when I decided I was going to personal train. I walked into uh, one of the valleys um, and I told the guy, I, didn't have, I wasn't even certified, mm. but I looked the part right i looked course, the part so as soon as i walked in i told the guy i wanted to be a trainer and you know was it hiring didn't ask me my credentials or nothing he just said he looked me up and down he said yeah when can you start and i started the next day i quit my job and from that point on i've been a personal trainer nice yeah nice it's so amazing how all the trainers i've spoken mm -hmm. to even myself have a lot of similar startup back like background mm -hmm. you know things that the, the, the roads are that we travel are kind of very similar. Yes. You know what I mean? I just realized that how close-knit that we are, even though mm -hmm. we, we might not know each other, and how we our journey started in, mm -hmm. in this business. Yeah, so you uh, you said you were, in, you were modeling and acting, doing a little acting Acting as well. and dancing, yeah. So what happened with those two uh, careers? Um, those two careers are still going on a little bit. They're on the background. Okay. I just don't pursue them like I used to. I used to chase after them. Okay. And I just realized I'm, I don't want to chase it no more. So what I do is I do it when I want to do it now. But what happened, I, I achieved a lot. I mean, uh, if you ever, you know, I try to tell people not to Google me, but if you ever Google me, you'll find I've done a lot of stuff. Most mm -hmm. people don't know because mm -hmm. I just don't wear it on my shoulder. Right, right. Um, but I, I still actively pursue it. I've done a lot of stuff. I've done some stuff with some top people mm -hmm. um, without name calling. Right, um, right. But I've, I've, done, I've done it. I've, I've had a chance. I've had my years of pursuing it and, and being successful. Mm -hmm. um, but at some point in time, I just, I got, I call it being on. I got tired of being on all the time. Gotcha. I got tired of having to um, represent in a certain way all the time. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I kind of wanted to make a shift and decided I'm not chasing anymore. I'm going to do it when it, when it comes available or when it works for me mm -hmm. and just do it in a different way. Now I'm kind of more behind the scenes mm -hmm. and I do a little bit in front of the camera, but most of it's behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. I was, uh, for me, I, I did some modeling myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I tried at the acting thing, and I people was pushing me to do it, and uh, man, it's it's not for me. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, I can't follow the lines and act at the same time. Yeah. It, the mental, yeah. um, you know, trying to act and say the lines at the same time, mm -hmm. I just I just couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it, so I kind of left that alone, and you know. I always want to do stuff I'm comfortable with. Exactly. Nothing I have to force. Um, did some TV commercials as well, mm -hmm. but again, that worked because I didn't have any speaking parts in it, so yeah. it was cool. Um, but yeah, man. Um, so 
You said you started in California. I started my everything, my personal training, my my coming uh, um, model. Well, I started that here, but yes, my personal training started in California. Mm. Oh, were you there? I was twenty eight to twenty nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's about the same time you started working out. Well, no, I started working. That. No, I started working out when I was nineteen. Oh, 19. Yes, yeah, so I was already. So you like? I was very had involved. The body yes, that, I already. I right, because you were you competed, yeah. did well at that. Yes. Okay. So, what was the journey from California to Atlanta? So, well, actually, there was a journey in between there. When I was, I got out of the military in ninety. I actually moved to Georgia first, and I okay. I, I moved to Georgia from ninety to ninety five. I was in Georgia. Okay. Um, and I was trying to pursue Georgia or Atlanta. No, Atlanta. I was living. Atlanta. I moved to Augusta first. I stayed there eight months. Realized it was a little too slow for me. Mm-hmm. I um, immediately moved to Atlanta. Right. And then I, I started trying to pursue my acting, my modeling. And I was working nine to five, and I realized that my look, my my everything wasn't working in Atlanta. It just wasn't working. I was a little too different. A little too. My look was a little too different. For, California. 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 Well, California. I had a California feel in California. They, it was just had a different vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in '95, I picked up. I drove my car across country. Mm-hmm. I was debating for two years what to do, and I decided the only way I was going to make this happen is just to get up and move. And I got up and moved. Yeah, I got yeah. up, drove my car across country, and I moved to California. And in '95 is when I started really, really pursuing it in a big way, as far as my uh, modeling, my acting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done some fitness videos. I, I did some show, some commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, had some campaign ads that I was up for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a it was a life experience and it was a life changing experience for me. Okay. Did you uh, ever thought about? Did you ever been? You ever did anything of that? In, anything like that in New York? Did you, I did. I, you ever. I, to the New York scene. I, I did. When I was trying to debate whether which way I was going to go, I was debating between New York and California. So that right. was that was up in the air. Because those are the two. Those actors, are two. Right, but two for me people. at the time, com- I was more commercial. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I, I didn't feel like I was theater. I, at that particular time, it was either theater or commercial. Mm-hmm. Theater, commercial, or modeling. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I fit the look in New York for the modeling, but I fit the look in California for modeling. Right. You know. You know, kind of the boy next door, right. fit, athletic in New York. You kind of had have to have this kind of Euro look, this right? Kind this of runway high fashion, type, this runway yeah, high look, fashion, half yeah. fashion. Yeah. And so that was my deciding factor why I went to California instead of New York because I'm originally from New Jersey. Okay. Oh, really? I'm from New Jersey. I was born and raised in New Jersey, so okay. it was easy. It would have been easy to go to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. My family's mm-hmm. up there, mm-hmm. but California was the most sensible and reasonable approach to place to go because of what I offered. Okay. So similar, uh, I, I wanna. What what caused you to got to start competing? Someone else telling me how great I looked. <laughs> literally, okay. literally. Okay. I was I was I used to be in the gym in the military, and I was working out, and people used to always come up to me and say, "Man, you got a great body." Mind you, I came from track and field. I'm, so, la- I'm laughing because it's similar, same thing to me. Exactly. Yeah, it's just so crazy. I had no idea that I was even interested in doing it. I, when I first started the gym, I went in there not concerned about weight, no nothing. I said, I'm doing this for me. Mm-hmm. So I went and started working out. And people just kept like looking and making comments. Hey, man, you, you look good. You got this vein that just makes you ready for a bodybuilder. And I was talking to it. Yeah. Literally, I was talking to it. Someone made me feel so good about it that right. I decided to do it. Right. Um, Literally, I was begged. Like, I this was, girl begged me. She she's a competitor. Yes. I was a personal trainer at Bally's. Yeah. I finally had to give in, and believe me, how she said it is how it went down. Nice, nice. So it went down, and I got the bug and continued. And I thought it was at the time it was good for a specific reason because for me, uh, remember those days we didn't have social media exactly. to advertise what we did. Yes. 
Yeah. And so we had to, um, that was a good way to kind of get noticed, mm -hmm. you know, in our field of, mm -hmm. uh, uh, of expertise. And so that, I was like, well, I, this, this will work. Mm -hmm. It's a form of advertisement, you know what I mean? Show people what we can do so people can believe in us to exactly. pick, pick me for, for your trainer, exactly. you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, because it's, it was a new business back then, I, mm -hmm. back in those days. Mm -hmm. I, I agree, mean? I agree. I mean, so was it the same thing? It was totally the same for me. You wasn't yeah. sure if you could make a lot of money from it. Right, You, you right. just knew that, it depends on what niche you had. Mine, you know, Pete, I, I think for me, I represented what people wanted. Right. So for me, it, it was it was a little easier, mm -hmm. but yeah, it was hard. I mean, if you didn't if you didn't have a certain something, mm -hmm. you know, you went back to work. <laughs> it didn't, yeah, it, you're right. right. It wasn't hard for me. It wasn't hard for me. But the thing is, that yeah. I was working. I had, a, I had an amazing corporate job. I had I had a really good job, great benefits, mm -hmm. and you know, the personal training thing wasn't yeah. something that I thought of. Mm -hmm. Again, I was asked to do it. Yeah. Because back those they didn't have trainers in the, in the gyms back then, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so they have to just pick people off the floor like let me get that guy to help me kind of thing. Yeah. So I was one of those guys. So it wasn't hard for me. I was getting too much clients mm -hmm. that I didn't have time to um, to go to, to do both jobs, and so eventually I had to end up quitting my corporate job. Yeah, and that's uh, I ended up in uh, training. How about you? Same thing. I um, mine was more uh, intentional. So my oh, I was I worked nine to five job as well. Mine wasn't in corporate, and well for me I just I wasn't in my career for starts. Mm -hmm. So when I decided to go into personal training, my career I was always wanting to be an, an artist, mm -hmm. entertainment. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I got out of the military, I just I worked in sales. Mm -hmm. So I was I was very very intentional in knowing kind of what choices to make as far as. The, the personal training, as far as the bodybuilding, we get back to that. That that I was totally talked into that. Right, right, right. But as far as personal training, that's I, the money. That's, yeah, it, yeah, that's yeah. not a career. Oh yeah, oh yeah, a real career. Some people, yeah, yeah. You know, we'll, that's another subbject. But so yeah. mm -hmm. I, um, yes, yeah, for me it was it was intentional. So I I sat down and thought about what was best for me, choice wise, career wise. Mm -hmm. And then the bodybuilding, of course, I was talked into. But I, once I did, I got the bug, yeah. and I just, I just, I always did good in it. I was always in the top crop, you know, and that just kind of helped. Helped, yeah. Okay. So, did you think personal training back then was a career move? No, not even a career. I just, thought, I, was like, just I was just about making money. Right, but it was, was it like, was it like, was it like, not only just for you personally, mm -hmm. but was it a career back then? You I know, mean, from what I see, it wasn't a career move. I don't it think was it was just something that we did, right? It, yeah, it was just, I feel like, yeah, I agree. It was just I something think we, that we made did. it into a career. Yeah, yeah, I agree. As, I it, agree. as it got more popular and started being on TV and mm -hmm. people started showing personal training on TV, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, it, it started to take hold mm -hmm. and develop into a career because most of these do with a side job just yeah. to make a little money. Um, it's kind of like. <laughs> I mean, did it, I don't think it even had a title, I, you know, I there were no certification. Well, you, know, you know, but in California it was a little bit different. I think they were more progressive. I would say in California they was way ahead of where it Because that's where it kind of started. that's where it started. So right. when I started in California. Right. So it was, starting in California, it felt, though it wasn't a career per se, it felt like it could become a career. Okay. because. So many people in California was pushing it. You go to California, there's a trainer here, trainer there, artists, stars looking for trainers. So right, right. It, it was a career in California. Okay. It's okay. just 
other places was a little bit different. Right. But in California, it a lot of people did it, and they made good money from it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so I would say that in New York, compared to California, New York was the second location because of the acting as well yes. that start to kick in. Mm -hmm. But I felt personal training take a turn a little bit, or it started to move away from the mainstream bodybuilding type of, mm -hmm. of look. I agree. And then went into something else. Yeah. What, 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 you, th what you think I that think was? people started realizing it wasn't just about bodybuilding, it was a lifestyle thing. Okay. I think people, again, like anything that becomes popular, mm -hmm. it starts off one way and mm -hmm. then it evolves. Evolved it evolves. And I think initially the bodybuilders were the ones everybody looked at and they saw, you know, that's what they do, they train. But then they started realizing, people started realizing, I can make money from this. Right. And it became more of a lifestyle approach. And right. I think it changed when people changed their perspective on it. Right. You know what I mean? Realize that it's not just about the bodybuilders. It's not just about the bodybuilders. So, so, so then and now is yeah. so far apart exactly. Exactly. from where we are now. Exactly. I mean, the whole game has changed. Mm -hmm. The great thing is that we are we, your people like you and I, mm -hmm. were involved in the change and the progression exactly. of it. Exactly. Not to say that we personally changed, going and change everything, but we changed. Mm -hmm. We made some changes, but we made some changes. We changed along with what other people made changes to it. I agree. You know what I mean? Yes. So, um, I, I, I think that's pretty incredible. I wonder where is it going to be from here? Have you ever think about that? I, you know, it's... Like, what is, is there any more meat on the bone? I think there's always going to be meat on the bone because there's always going to be... People are going to always want special care and special attention. Mm -hmm. I think what's going to evolve is the fact that we'll have more, which I think we've always done it to a little bit, but more of people just dealing with the internet, dealing with the... The, um, not the one-on-one -on -one as much, but more of technology, how to move forward, like the, the phones, the computer, yeah. you know, things that allow them to do everything they want to do, but they're interacting with a, um, like TV, computer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, phones. Mm -hmm. I don't think How do ever, you feel about that, personally? Um, honestly, I'm okay. I got my own feelings about it. My, I, I honestly, I'm okay with it, you know why? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like as we get older, this mm -hmm. is best, because it's less, wear and tear on you because people don't realize as trainers we're grabbing people weights and stuff so we are working out all day mm -hmm. so if, if it goes to technology a little bit i'm okay with it yeah because I, I made a comment about that mm -hmm. says pe people always think that we're just sitting there counting exactly and they have no idea how much physical work that we do mm -hmm. with every client throughout the whole day mm -hmm. lifting up weights handing it to them taking it away from them exactly. racking away the, the, the machines unracking the machines mm -hmm. It's constant movement that we are doing, and not to mention the mental. Coming up with different exercises for different clients. Exactly. People have different kind of ailments, sicknesses, and so we have to work each person differently. Mm -hmm. What did we work on in the last time versus mm -hmm. this time? It's mm -hmm. it's a it's it's so energy draining. Mm -hmm. And not only that, we are therapists for people. Exactly. <laughs> there's there's a conversation. Exactly. Yes. The conversation that we have to keep up with. Yeah. And so not only we have to know what we, in terms of exercises, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have to know what works for each client that we have. Mm -hmm. We have to know what they did the last time compared to this time. Exactly. What's, what they're going to do next. Mm -hmm. um, we physically have to do a lot of physical movements and work mm -hmm. to, for our clients. We have to be therapists. Yes. 
um, or coaches, like yes. mental coaches, exactly. not only physical coaches, but mental coaches, because exactly. people have issues they want to talk about, mm -hmm. they feel comfortable with us, mm -hmm. and they'll tell us anything and everything. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to deal with that, and it's per client. Exactly. Different because how boring can it be that you, you train a client and you're not having any conversation? Exactly. So then not only that, we have to know the, the daily operations of, of life so we can talk to our clients intelligently. Mm -hmm. And then they say, man, I have an issue in my back and my neck or whatever, how can you yes. fix that? Yes. Uh, what is that? And we have to give them information based on what we think they should do and exactly. why this is hurting and that's hurting. And yes. we are constantly busy yes. from a mental and a physical perspective yes. and emotional as well, because sometimes something could be emotional with mm -hmm. a client that we have to kind of attach ourselves to mm -hmm. and say, wow, you know, and be empathetic exactly. to, uh, to our clients. So we have to have all, these, all those emotions intact. It's, it's a lot of title yeah, exactly. in that one, exactly. one little thing. I agree. And so, Shit, man, we deserve more than, more than what we get paid <laughs> I know. for. And I have, a I have had clients over the years told me, Fitz, you are worth every penny and more that I pay you. That is a fucking good feeling. Mm -hmm. that I, e Even if one of your clients recognize that yeah. and tell you that. Mm -hmm. You know I what I mean? Um, I, I think it's great to be, yeah. able, for, to be able to hear that. Um, also, I had a client multiple times told me I need to raise my rate. And when I tell trainers this, they, it's like, man, I've never had that happen before. I've had that happen three times in my career. Mm -hmm. It's like I wasn't charging enough. And I thought I was charging a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. But again, it's good to know that they can recognize the yeah. things that you do for them. And they value you. They value you. Yes. They value you. And they're willing to pay you for it mm -hmm. happily. Mm -hmm. I want more, I want that for other trainers. I really do because I think we are valuable in this in people's lives I agree on on every level of um, of our lifespan mm -hmm. yeah do you think there's a special type of people that should be working out when and when I, when I, when, so yeah. in other words do you need to be overweight to be to be the only person to be in the gym? No, no, no. I think everybody deserves to work. I think everybody deserves to exercise. Totally agree. Because we all exercise for different reasons. Totally agree. You have some people that need to lose weight. You have some people that need to build muscle. You have some people that need to lose body fat. You have some people that need to work on uh, illnesses or mental work on stability. Mental stability. Yeah. Um, stress. Injury. Stress. Aging. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's so much that you you apply to exercise. Yeah. It's more than just the reason why I ask yeah. that though. I, over the years, I've had. I've, you know, I'll be in, a, in an establishment and I'll take up my business card and I'll see someone and I'll give them, hand them my business card. I, I don't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've done that. And they look at me, and this is more than once. They look at me and say, are you saying that I'm fat? <laughs> Come on, that's their own insecurity. I know it is. <laughs> I know it is. But also there's an intelligent factor that's, that, that's lacking, in my opinion, yeah. that you think that's only fat people needs to work out. See, but Which is the problem, I think, with a lot of people who don't work out, yeah. is that they think, oh, I'm, I'm good, I don't need it. What, look what society is telling us. Yeah. They, when, they, when they're telling people to lose weight or exercise, mm -hmm. it's almost like they're trying to target only people. Only well, people. Yes. Yeah. Instead of just saying, we all can benefit from this. Yes. It's something about the message is saying, only big people, only fat people, only people who are heavier needs to really focus on this. Everybody else, you can just do it for fun. Mm -hmm. Just have a good time, you know? Right. But, we know I think that's the main reason. No, you should it have should fun. Be, it, it should, should, have be, it fun. should be fun. It should be fun. 
But or it gives you the ability to have physical fun. Yes. As well. I mean, it's, it's man, the more we talk about this exercise thing, the door is so wide open mm -hmm. as to the benefit of it. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's what you... I tell people all the time, it's what you what you put behind it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you if you put... They ask me all the time, why do you work out? How, why how, You've been working out for a long time. You know, you enjoy it. I say, you know what? It's what I put behind it. Right. You know, I... I'm passionate about it. Mm -hmm. I do it because mentally it makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. it, relieves my, it relieves my stress. Mm -hmm. Physically, I look better. Mm -hmm. I said, so when you put all those things, it's a win-win. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it depends on what you put behind it. So how, how often um, a week do you work out? Six days a week. Six days? I'm always doing something, yes. Shit, man, you're missing a day, man. Uh, that's only because God said you need to rest. <laughs> <laughs> it's one day, okay. we have, but we have, I sometimes squeeze that day in there too. After I respect God, wish that man. Hey, so leave it six, leave it six. So, what type of workout do you do for yourself personally? Like, and in terms of weightlifting, calisthenics, and so on. Like, what what works best for for Lance? And and, and it could could be something as then different yeah. now. It could evolve. Well, my workouts vary. I mean, over the years, I've done so many different ways of training. I mean, I've, I went from being a bodybuilder to being a track runner to being a triathlete or biathlete. So I've had so many different So the variations. type of training has training, to change. It, it, it changes with what I'm doing, and it varies. Now, my training is more slower. Mm -hmm. um, my reps are a little bit less than they used to be. I Why is that? Only... I don't know. It's just it's just where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. I don't, no particular reason except okay. that it's just kind of where I'm at right now. Okay. Um, as I've gotten older, I've noticed my joints bother me a little bit. So mm -hmm. for me, it's very important to do something and not, you know, back in the day, it was always about heaviness, right. how much we can push. Mm -hmm. You know, and as you get older, you learn that you don't have to stop all these things. You just gotta adjust what you're doing. Right. Um, so for me, my style of training now is just slow and steady. You know, right. I do cardio every day. I do 15, 20 minutes cardio every single day. Um, and just doing stuff that's more lifestyle based. I ride, get out and ride my bike. Okay, I go cool, belt line cool. walking and I just with weight wise I'm in the gym five six days a week and I just I break it up with muscle groups gotcha. you know I'll do chest and try chest chest on one day and biceps and triceps on another and then mm -hmm. legs and back and I break it up that way good good um, so what about um, in your your eating habits what's what's that like um, for you well I've, I've had different levels of my eating habits in the beginning my eating habits were very rigid mm -hmm. very low fat, don't eat certain things. And I just realized I was stripping my body of a lot of stuff. So now my eating habits are more balanced now. Mm -hmm. uh, not too much of nothing. Mm -hmm. When I say not too much of nothing, not too much drinking, not too much sugar, right. not too much of, I try to balance out where everything is more balanced. I, I give myself a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. um, I do kind of modify things a lot you know you know again try just, this try, try this try that the sodium see what intake, works see right. what works right. um so make you're sure not, I'm so you're not listening to the daysayers and what they think what they no. consider to be healthy because it's about their it's pocket a, at the end of the it's day it's about their pocket but it's also knowing what, what to take in mm -hmm. you, you know that if you take in a lot of sugar you know what that's going to do for you right you know if you eat late at night you eat the wrong stuff you know mm -hmm. what that's going to do to you mm -hmm. i limit the type of stuff i don't drink soda you okay. know, I don't. I try to modify how much bread I take in because we know that what that does for you. You know. So what? Do you, what is your substitute for soda? Uh, I just. Drink, I literally just drink water. water. I drink water ninety-five percent of the time. I may squeeze a lemonade in there because to me, I rationalize it with it's lemon. Okay. Um, 
I made, and I'll throw like maybe some natural juices in there. Gotcha. But 95% is, I literally just drink water. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So do you, how many, like how many meals a, a day you um, Okay, if I'm being honest with you. I'm, I want all honesty. Okay, I'm gonna man. give you honesty. I'm gonna give you when I'm, so goal, far so good. I'm gonna give you my goal setting, okay. and I'm gonna give you what I sometimes achieve. Okay. I, uh, my goal setting is five, six, seven times a day. Okay. But I'm naturally not a big eater. Mm-hmm. I am naturally not a big eater, so I I tend to sway to the side of lesser calories. Mm-hmm. So I will get three or four I get three or four meals in a day on my lesser calorie days, but on my days where I'm really kind of on point and I'm on top of it, I'll get six meals. I'll get six meals in. That's a lot. Yeah. For me, that's challenging. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to eat like that when I was competing. Yes. I stopped competing for that very reason. Mm-hmm. I don't want to eat like that anymore. I know. But most people would think eating that much times will make you fat. No, it it speeds your metabolism up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you eat more to speed metabolism up because the body is not going to put food in storage and thinking, oh, I need to survive because I'm not getting enough food. Exactly. So do you believe that there's two ways? I believe that there's two ways you can get fat. Mm -hmm. It's eating way too much bad calorie food. Mm and don't eat enough food. I agree. I agree. So when you talk about balance earlier, yes. it's always a balancing yes. uh, act. Yes. Even you can over-exercise, you can under-exercise, mm-hmm. find the middle ground. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's a good if, way that you can do That's one way. It doesn't have to be one way for everybody, but it's mm-hmm. one way for you. Yes. For me, I'll consume an average of three meals a day. Okay. For one, eat that much anymore mm-hmm. like six six five meals yeah, yeah. especially if it's a, if it's a balanced meal yeah. breakfast lunch and dinner yes. is fine but one thing I love to do I love to snack but I don't snack on bad stuff I snack on grapes and I'm watching TV I'll snack on watermelon yeah. you know nuts stuff like that is this, I like to, is this at night um yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. My body, my body yeah. is can handle that. I can eat yeah. late at night and go to bed. I don't normally make that a habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely can because my yeah. body is. I burn metabolism really, really fast. Yes. And that's just my body type. I'm not saying that someone should do that as a yeah. thing for them. And then things that you have to do what works for you. I agree. Okay. Um, and that works for me. I can eat some, but I don't normally do it because I don't like to have all that food in my stomach. Yeah. And it's, you know, going to bed and feeling uncomfortable. I can eat stuff that most people don't eat because most people don't eat the healthy stuff. They want to snack on chips and sweet stuff I and I, I can't. Sugary salt. I don't have, somehow I didn't get that sweet tooth. Yeah. yeah. Which I'm glad I didn't because when I see sweet stuff, sugary stuff, I feel disgusted. Like yeah. it just turns me off. I don't care how pretty it looks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That I saw the thing about the taste, like, oh my God, it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. I can't eat that sweet stuff. So, um, I can eat sweet if it's fruits. I can eat tangy if it's mm-hmm. you know from fruits. Food is a is a very um, personal thing. Yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It should be. I would tell everyone to do because I don't like to tell everyone people to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Find your own thing. Exactly. But man, enjoy your food. Exactly. Whatever you eat. It's important. Yeah. It just shows gratitude for your food, gratitude mm-hmm. for the people who provide the food mm-hmm. to get to your belly. And your body, your cells read these things. So if you're disgusted that, you, that you're eating something, 
it's not going to benefit you health-wise. I really, really believe that because your cells are alive. They may not have a brain, but they have a brain that, that they're, it's a, they're, it's, they're spiritual. Yeah. And so they can pick up resonance of you being disgusted about eating this particular thing. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I do. Um, I do. You know, people may not believe that, but I really believe that to be mm-hmm. true. I know it to be true for me. Yeah. And so you should enjoy what you eat, even if it's bad food. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it, and it might nourish your body better than what you expect. Yeah. I agree. What do you consider a healthy food, though? What do I consider a healthy food? Um, grains. Okay. Um, I'm big about grains. Um, I think certain fruit are healthy. I think certain fruits still get, uh, it still puts that sugar level on you. I'm, I, st- I kind of stay away from red meat. I'm mm-hmm. more of a chicken, a turkey, fish. Mm-hmm. That That's what I would consider kind of healthy protein, healthy meat to me. Okay. Um, I kind of stay away from dairies. Mm-hmm. I, I do more like almond milk type stuff. Mm-hmm. I do eat eggs, but I kind of get rid of the yolk because the cholesterol for me. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I stay away from the real sugary stuff. Um, so it's a sugary stuff. Are we talking about straight sugar from fruit or processed sugar? Processed sugar. Right. Processed sugar. I stay. Away, I try to stay away from more processed sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a big subject. Right? <laughs> when it comes to food, let's get away from the personal thing for a little bit. Okay. So people are talking. There is stuff on TV. People are talking about what type of meat mm-hmm. in terms of red poultry, fish. What's not good for you? Mm-hmm. And people are talking about carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. What's and carbohydrates is not good for you. Now you have to realize that carbohydrates, it's a food group. Mm-hmm. Okay, carbs meaning bread, yams, rice, blah blah. Vegetables. Vegetables. Yeah. Right. And then there's fats, and then there is meat, which mm-hmm. is protein. Mm-hmm. I I go back to how I how I grew up, mm-hmm. and eating red meat, eating fish, eating chicken. And I remember, like it was yesterday, that no one got sick from eating that stuff. But it was less processed back then. Everything ah, was more hold, processed. Hold your yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and I remember eating yams and all that stuff daily. Mm-hmm. Flour, dumplings, mm-hmm. bread, hard dough bread, because I grew up in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Hard dough bread, which is um, very dense bread, mm-hmm. made from white flour, mm-hmm. okay? No one got sick from that stuff. My grandmother lived to 90-something years old. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen that woman went to a doctor. You understand what I'm saying? No, I do, I totally do. And I see people her age live to, to live that long. These people don't go to, never been to the doctor. Okay, um, they didn't have no disease, no cancer. I don't know. I don't. I didn't know what cancer was until I came to this country. So, food group: protein, fat, mm-hmm. carbohydrates. You know. Okay, let's throw vegetables in there, which is carbs and pro. Vegetables got everything. Yes. Yes. Okay. Where does this health unhealthy food come from in terms of those things? As, not generalizing meats, not generalizing carbohydrates, not generalizing fat, not generalizing vegetables and fruits. What we tend to do in this society, mm-hmm. in this society, is to 
pool everything in that group. Mm -hmm. Okay, is it meat that's bad? No. I is it red meat that's bad? No, it's not. No. So there's there's bad red meat. There's bad fish. Mm -hmm. There's bad chicken. I agree. There's bad pork. Mm -hmm. All those things are bad. Mm -hmm. There's bad vegetables. Mm -hmm. There's bad fruits. Mm -hmm. There's bad carbohydrates. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the reason why those things are I'm gonna go as far as to say they're bad is because of the way they were either raised mm -hmm. and processed. Exactly, I agree. So if you have vegetables that are grown in soil that are constantly being used over and over and over, mm -hmm. pesticides, um, fertilizer, all mm -hmm. that stuff, mm -hmm. then of course we're not gonna have 100% healthy vegetables. Fruits, same thing. Mm -hmm. Now you go to the meats, and the meats are, are red meats, mm -hmm. are coming from cows that are locked in, in close proximity of each other, that are being fed grain, no grass, they're not moving around, they're unhealthy, they're unhealthy meats, mm -hmm. That's right? right? Yes. And then you have chickens the same way, mm -hmm. then you have fish now who's being farm raised, mm -hmm. okay? So basically our food are unhealthy from that perspective. I agree. What if you can get those all of those same food, mm -hmm. but grow as whole food, naturally? Cows that are raised, walking around eating grass, mm -hmm. and is that considered healthy meat, red meat? Mm -hmm. So why aren't we learning about those things, meat, food on that level? You know why? Because everything is fast now. The, to get turnaround time. Everything has to be processed and fast now. Um, so everything is processed now. Like the chickens have hormones in it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the meats have hormones in it. So because of that, you know, that's why we. That's why it's considered unhealthy now. Right. You know what I mean? And and, and yeah, you and I. We know. I know that. Yeah, we yeah. know that. But the mass of people who are confused about food, mm -hmm. they say, "Don't eat red meat." Mm -hmm. and, and, hence, and that's it, exactly. the conversation is over. They don't understand, that's why. I don't eat chicken, the conversation is over. Yeah. Become a vegetarian. Yeah. Well, why are we vegetarian? We're humans, we're supposed to consume meat, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, you know what, I'm gonna choose to eat meat, but I'm gonna choose to eat a healthier version. Yes. Which is red meat, fish, whatever. Don't, I don't wanna eat farm-raised fish. Mm -hmm. um, make the choices that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Let mm -hmm. me find a source where I can get healthy red meat, mm -hmm. healthy fish, and all those things, and eat that way. And, and I, I believe, because of the way food are being raised and, and grown and mm -hmm. processed, mm -hmm. it's that makes the food bad. I 100% agree with you. Right? Yeah, totally. And if we can educate our people to eat from a whole food perspective, yeah. Because you can eat fruits. I've never seen anybody get fat off of fruits. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anybody get unhealthy off of eating vegetables. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I've never seen anybody get unhealthy off of eating whole carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I grew up with people, we got yams out of the ground mm -hmm. and we cook it every which way but up. Mm -hmm. And no one got sick off of that. And it gives us a lot of energy. And, I, and, and history have shown that, because if you think of one of the things that our Jamaican athletes are fed on was mm -hmm. yams. And these are white yams, yellow yams, mm -hmm. 
that they come from straight out of the ground from their backyard yeah. Yeah. unprocessed I mean un, uh, um, vet, um, these are vegetables that come out of the ground where there's no fertilizer and no um, pesticides and none of that stuff is is killing them. And so killing the food, so the, the, the dead food is coming into our body and that's what's making us sick as a human, as, an, as Americans, mm -hmm. okay? Yes. Making us sick. We still not are pushing us to why this is happening. People are not asking the right questions. They're not asking enough questions. They're not making the right decisions. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the decisions that you make today will always affect, affect your tomorrow, whether it be good or bad. I agree. I agree. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. And so uh, I hope that whoever's listening to this can really, this is just a, a surface of mm -hmm. what I'm talking about, but this is a good trigger. Yes. As to say, you know, I let, damn, I didn't know this and I never looked at it this way. Let me go dive in mm -hmm. as an individual and find out for myself. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so um, I, I've been, I've been really irritated about when it comes to food and what I've experienced. And now you have, you go to CrossFit and they have all these different diets that they're yeah. giving yeah. people. But there's no trick to it. There's no secret. There is <sighs> no quick way around it. But you know, to, 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 to motivate a person to understand that it's been very difficult because everything, everything society has been, let's get this done quick. I have a quick. client, I have a client now that I'm working with that she's losing weight and everything, but she's so flustered because it's not moving fast enough. Though she lost 16 pounds in a wow, month. Really? She still, that is that impatientness. I told her what you're doing now is changing your lifestyle. So don't think about it as a quick fix. Mm. So that's, so even though she's losing the weight, you have to be still motivating her. I still her. gotta motivate her to every So what is she, if she, if she can't lose weight any faster, what's her plan? To stop? Cause it's not fast it's enough. It's not that she's going to stop it, she, she's in her head. So what it does is it does this, this sabotaging where you start making choices that don't always coincide or go in line with right. what you're trying to do. Right. And it's, right. it's like a it's like a subconscious choice. Choice. Yeah. And uh, if we do that, so we probably, people like that probably do it in their other parts of their life too as well. Oh yeah. I guarantee you it's in other parts of their life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing to me. But all we gotta do is, all we can do is just keep motivating them, keep telling them, and just hopefully keep educating them. Mm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's why we're you trying. and I are, this is exactly Because <laughs> we have the patience we to do all this. We have the patience to kind of <laughs> hang in there with them. And yes. Yeah, I, I, it, it happened to me too. Yeah. It, it, all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. This is a, it's amazing to me how the brain, you look at things. Mm -hmm. One of the things that, that puzzles me is when s someone is losing weight, the scale is going up, but their size is going down, and yet they're still mad about the fact that they're getting smaller, even though the scale is not going but down. But you know what that's all about. I know. Again, you know what? I keep going back to what society, about? social media, yeah. all that. It's like, <laughs> because it, it tells them no matter how good you are, how good you look, mm -hmm. if the scale doesn't say it, yeah. it don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. Uh, and I you kept throwing the scale. I'm, I'm like, yeah. I tell them, yo, get rid of the scale. It's a crutch. From day one. I was like, listen. It's a crutch. Get rid of the scale. If you cannot weigh once a month. Yes. And not every day. Yeah. I say get rid of the scale. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. And if they can't, 
and um, they fight me on it. I was yeah. like, all right, cool. Yeah. Let's be. See, but that's where the therapy comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's the therapy that's where we do. The like, trainer therapy. That's the trainer therapy where we got to, you know, <laughs> use our therapy to help them kind of get through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so, man, I was just thinking about how our own clients teaches us about ourselves. Yeah. And about our own lives. Mm -hmm. You know, because sometimes you don't think about a thing until it comes up yes. from somewhere else, a, a client or whatever. And he's like, oh, shit, I never thought about that. Exactly. I was like, this is how people brain work? Because for you, it's like, okay, you're doing your thing, and, and but you just, you just never know how someone else sees something versus when you see it. It's like, it's like you can have an accident on a street corner yeah. and it could be 50 people and 50 people will give you a different version exactly. of the, sto the same yes. story. Yes. It all depends on where you're standing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing to me, though. So, how has being here at Fit360 benefit your business? As it benefits your business, I don't, I don't know. Let's just say you used, you used to own your own gym. I used to own my own gym. I owned right. my own gym for like seven years. Okay. Um, my clients have always followed me, mm -hmm. but what I will say that here at Fit360 is that. The quality here, I mean, when people come here, you, they like what they see, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that alone helps. Mm -hmm. The place is always clean. It's, the it's, environment. It's, the environment, is a it's a perfect environment. So I think those are things that people like. Mm -hmm. And when you can find that perfect kind of balance of the environment, then it becomes a win-win. And I think what win-win for me here is that um, when people come in here, they just kind of like, I, I like it. There's options, mm -hmm. there's choices. You know, I don't feel so stagnant, mm -hmm. you know? So it just, it, it, and it, for me, it allows me for more creativity. Because the more options I have here, it allows me to be more creative. I don't right. want to be stuck. So you, know, so you don't, you yourself don't get bored. I, so I don't get, exactly. Right. If I get which, bored. Which also keeps you um, exciting and motivated about exactly. coming in. Exactly. Especially when you do it six days a week. Right. In and out, you have different people throughout the whole day. Yeah, it gets repetitive, yeah. And, then, and not only that from the mental standpoint, but yeah. also the body get, get accustomed to, to a specific exercise mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very quickly. Mm -hmm. And it imp improved, but not as much as yes. it did when you first did that, do that exercise. I agree. Right? Mm -hmm. So from that perspective too, there's, there's so many little legs and elements to being in a space mm -hmm that can allow you to keep yourself expanding and your yeah. client, which translates into your client, mm -hmm. right? Yes. I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I mean, you're enjoying it and your clients are enjoying it. They are. And yeah, they are. I wanna put out there that I've always wanted to create something. I'm a giver. Yes. I enjoy giving. Yes. There's something about giving just set off a certain endorphin in my body. Mm -hmm. Endorphins in my body, it's, it, it, it brings me alive. Mm -hmm. And so, while I might be a, a leader, I don't like to lead grown people. I agree. And that's why I want everyone to feel like this is their gym. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want people to do things in this space like it's theirs. And it's not gonna bother me if they do. Mm -hmm. It actually makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, I was like, yeah, okay, so now they're feeling like they're a part of this thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me, when, when someone asks me about 
oh Fitz can I do XYZ and I and my response is to like yeah and they they look at me in a way like I'm looking at them like why are you even asking me that and they look exactly. at me like well I just want to make sure <laughs> and I get it because most <laughs> people would not most people would not grant yeah. them yeah. you know that favor uh-huh. and so people are kind of like oh this is mine 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 me I'm like yo have it have yeah. it have yeah. it but it's a bit, little bit different when it comes when it comes off that way, I'm like really puzzled by some of the questions or the, the requests, you know, and my response. I'm like, why even? Like, for, take for instance, mm-hmm. one of the instructors in class who do private classes yeah. texts me one day mm-hmm. and she's like, Fitz, um, is it okay if I work it on the gym floor? Um, do, or do I have to buy a membership? And I'm looking at this text and I'm like, but you work here. So I text her back and I'm like, do you realize you work here? And she's like, yeah, but I just wanna, and I was like, wow. Maybe I'm rude, I don't know what it is, but I would never ask that question. I don't know if that's the norm. I think I think it depends on the gym. It depends on, cause I've been at gyms where it's kind of known that if you train there, you pay, you train there, you have clients that come there that you don't pay the membership. But when you're teaching the group classes, it's different because you're in and you're out. Your revenue is a little different. So I think when you're doing that, because I've taught classes before, you don't know kind of what the rules are between that and, and being a trainer. As a trainer, you kind of know, but it as an instructor, like it's different. I think it's the same. It's like an unwritten rule. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I can see that Like too. it doesn't have to be written on a piece of paper. Yeah. Or I think it's just an unwritten rule yeah. that it doesn't matter. You bring money into the gym. Yeah. So. I agree. Why not? I totally, totally agree. You know, I totally agree. So that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Like, I, and this is one of the examples. But my wife always tells me that my I think differently mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. a lot of people. And so when I think about people being a certain way, I have to excuse it because mm-hmm. I'm just different in that way. Well, I think I think from my experience being here with you, you come from a place of care. A lot of times in this industry, in this business, people come from a place of money. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is what it's gonna do, this is what it's gonna cost, right. it's tight, you can't do this, you can't do this because it doesn't bring me the revenue I want. Mm-hmm. You seem to come from a place of care, which means that you care about what's going on. I'm not saying you don't want the money, but right. you care first, and then the money comes second. And I think that's the that difference. Is, that, is exactly that is exactly how I see things. Mm-hmm. I think, I, like if I, if I don't enjoy this, I don't care how much money it's gonna bring me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I always believe that if I do something and I love doing it, the money will come. The money will come. I agree. And that all that's always worked for me. Mm-hmm. So there's no need for me to change that. And sometimes I think that's the way people do things, but it's not. No, it's not. You know, I I believe if you're too tight-fisted and holding on to everything, that's when you have the potential to lose it, and that's when you lose it most yeah. of the time. I agree. I guess we all stick, some people think that's what works for them mm-hmm. the best. Mm-hmm. I've had this conversation this week, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. with another gym owner friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And he's very that, very tight fist, very strict. Yeah. Don't want that, you know, you want trainers to come and pay you rent mm-hmm. into your business, mm-hmm. but you treat them like shit. Yeah. And that's his mentality. Yeah. Um, and so he's telling me how to run my, that I should need to run my business that way. And I looked at him point blank and I was like, nope, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it that way. 
I'm gonna do it the way that I do it, and this is why I'm doing it the way I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, well, he thinks that something is going to happen one day that it's gonna prove me wrong. And I said, no, it won't. I said, because the moment that happens, I would allow the person to leave. Mm -hmm. And I'll be okay. Yes, exactly. It's not taking anything away yeah, from me. I'm not gonna change yeah. my business because yeah. of that one person did this and did that. I said, people would do different, you can't expect everybody to do the same thing all the yeah. time. Yeah. But if they do, is how I'm, how my response yeah. and how my feelings will be around this particular thing, it's not going to be what you think. Yeah. Just like if a member calls and says, I want to cancel my membership, mm -hmm. I don't ask them why. Mm -hmm. It's very strange when I tell people this story, they're like, what do you mean? Why wouldn't you ask them why they remember? And I said, because they've grown, yeah. it's their money, right. and they can spend it the way they want to. Everybody has personal reasons They don't reasons have to spend it. Yes. Yeah, everybody has their own personal reasons. Right. I don't yeah. need to know what that yes. is. They, as long as they know why they're canceling, yes. I don't need to know. Yeah. Because I'm not going to stop them from canceling. If mm -hmm. they don't want to be here for whatever reason, or they can't be here for whatever reason, there's no me talking, exactly. trying to convince them to, to stay is going to make them stay. Exactly. Same reason why I do not call um, potential clients. Mm -hmm. Unless they tell me, oh, call me this particular day, this mm -hmm. particular day, night, or mm -hmm. time, or whatever, and I call that one time, and they don't call me back, yes. I'm not calling again. <laughs> so when a, when a client, potential client, has my number, and they say they're gonna call me on Tuesday at 12, and Tuesday at 12 come and they don't call me, I'm not picking up the phone calling, what happened? Yeah. I would never call them. Yeah. Because I don't need your money. I want it, mm -hmm. but I don't need it. You know what I'm saying? No, I get it. I, get I don't it. need your business. I would like to have your business because it's a partnership. You pay me and I give you this. Mm -hmm. It's a trade-off. Mm -hmm. But if you don't decide that this is good for you, mm -hmm. what I have to give you, mm -hmm. I'm not going to convince you of that. You exactly. have to figure that out. Exactly. Because when you figure it out, that's when you're ready. Because I don't want to force you to do something and then, I, then I, uh, a couple of days later, a month later, you have remorse, buyer's remorse. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you, know, you didn't really want to do this in the first place and so now you're ready to cancel. Yes. I'm not doing that. So I choose to operate my business that way. I think that's a good way of approaching it. If you're succeeding in your business, mm -hmm. even though your business has nothing to do with me, but it does, mm -hmm. because the more your business grow, Mm -hmm. is the more this grows. Exactly. So I, have to, I would like to encourage you mm -hmm. to do your business that it can grow, mm -hmm. okay? And then by that growing, if you're happy, mm -hmm. that means you're happy here. I wanna see smile on your face. I wanna see joy in your heart. Mm -hmm. I wanna see you drive up here with a fucking Bentley. <laughs> exactly. Even though I don't want one. Yeah. I'm okay with you having one. Yeah, like yeah. if you can afford to do that shit, yeah. oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No, I do. Because I spend my money on different things. Like yeah. I like to dress up, I like to buy expensive suits mm -hmm. and and that's my thing. Yeah. A Bentley's not my thing. Exactly. But yeah. I want yeah. to see you happy. I want your business to grow. I want you to make a shitload of money. Mm -hmm. I want every trainer to have that because we are providing something that's so amazing to people. Dude, do you realize that we are better than no, fucking I doctors? Know. I know. We prevent them from going to doctors. We, Most dude, of them. we yeah. are better than doctors in the sense of a career. I'm not saying, not, a, not as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But our career is so fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. 
we are changing people's lives. I agree. And when I say change, I mean uh, immensely, in a great way, we are changing people's lives. Mentally, physically, that and makes, spiritually. Yes, and that mm -hmm. makes me proud of what I do. Mm -hmm. And I can do this for the rest of my life. Exactly. I think about my retirement, mm -hmm. and I have to say, even though it hasn't happened yet, I'm going to miss this shit yeah. when that comes. I'm you, will you really ever retire, or will there always be something? That yeah, yeah, I, I will. You will? Okay. Oh, yeah, because there's, there's aspects of, I, I, you know what? Yeah. I'm not lazy, but I love being lazy. Yeah. You know what I, you I know do. What I mean? No, I totally, I totally get it. I but, appreciate laziness. Yeah. I, I think it's it's underrated. Resting, relaxation, just being lazy is underrated. Mm -hmm. Me, I don't care what anybody say. Mm -hmm. I love that shit. Okay. But when I rent, when I'm when I want to get up and move, uh -huh. I like to have the ability to get up and move. I like to sweat. I like to have my heart rate goes up. Mm -hmm. Because I think we can have all of it, and we should have all of it. There are times when I just I don't want my heart rate to go up. Mm -hmm. I want to just so fucking relax like a sloth. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. want to do shit. Yeah. But that's not my everyday, everyday part of my life. Mm -hmm. And and so I, when I think about retirement, I think about being on the beach. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about retiring, sitting in front of a fucking TV all yeah. the rest of my life. I'm talking about being on the beach somewhere. Traveling. Smelling the air, yeah. you know, have a boat, whatever, going, get up, going and swimming, eating good food, mm -hmm. hearing some good Caribbean music, mm -hmm. vibing, seeing people smiling every day, and kids run. I mean, that's how I think about it. And that doesn't look, I can't have this and that. Yeah. I, I don't want to work, yeah. but I'm going to miss what I do. I'm going to miss the people. You know, I love it that much. Yeah. How do you see that? Um, I, I, if you even are you there yet? <laughs> I don't know if I'm there yet, but I I see myself traveling. I, I'm definitely not gonna be one of those ones to sit by the TV and do nothing all day because I'm mm -hmm. I'm always doing something. I'm a busybody, but um, I can see myself doing the same thing. Where I'm, once I do retire, I want to travel the world. Mm -hmm. I want to go different places and just experience stuff. Okay. You know, I don't know who big sit by the beach guy, but I, I love being in the mountains. Ooh, give me the beach. I love being in the mountains. I love, I just love traveling. Just traveling, going different places. As long as it's whatever you just, love. Yeah, exactly. As long as it's whatever you exactly. love, whatever that is for you. Exactly. It's the most important thing. So, I want to go back a little bit. Do you um, consider a specific any specific exercises that are better than the next? You know, I get that question a lot from my clients. I don't, I, get I'm, I'm, I don't buy into the better. I buy into different. Mm -hmm. I buy into there's, there's several ways of doing different things to reach your goal or mm -hmm. to accomplish a certain exercise. So I tend to shy away from better. Okay. I say I like this one because of this, or I do this because this seems more impactful. But better is relative. And it could be for the person or for you at that moment. Yes, or. it could be because what could be better for you could be maybe you have a shoulder injury. Me using that word better would be in the, in reference to what's going on with you. Right. But to just say exercise is better than the other, I, I don't I don't buy into that. Yeah. I don't so this is another way I look at it because yeah. I get asked that question yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, yeah, from yeah. clients. Like for instance, is squat better than leg press? And I would say none is better than the other. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that none is better than the other. Now, can you get um, 
better from squat? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Can you get better from leg press? Absolutely. So it depends on where you are. Because mm -hmm. if you have a, have a knee injury yes. that are, you say you've had um, surgery and coming mm -hmm. off of, the leg press would be better for you. Exactly. The squat is something that's going to hurt you. Exactly. If you have okay. back issues, the squat right. is going to hurt you. If you're an athlete and you're talking about power, building power, the squat might be good for you in terms of building power, but it also depends on how you're squatting. Mm -hmm. If you're squatting a lot of weight and moving at a rapid speed, now you're talking about power, it, it varies. Mm -hmm. You can also, you would always be able to do more weight on a leg press than, than a squat. Mm -hmm. The squat is a little bit more difficult. But if you have comparably the same weight aspect, mm -hmm. you're still getting that benefit. Mm -hmm. If you're squatting all the time mm -hmm. and you're not doing leg press, over a period of time, the leg press is going to be, be better for you because you haven't done it you as done much it. compared to, to shake it up. Yes. yes. Just yes. to switch can to make switch. the leg press better that day. I agree. Do you consider rest important? Very important. I don't get enough of it. I will be guilty of it. But in the grand scheme of things, rest is very important. Why? Why do you think so? Why do you think, and how important, give me a little bit more, because I guess what I'm, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I guess what I'm saying is that when people think of rest, they think, okay, I'm, I'm tired, so I need to rest. Then there's the aspect of, you know what? I've been, I think it's time for a vacation type of rest. Mm -hmm. Or you feel like, okay, I've been running around, doing all these different things, um, whatever that consists that, uh, in your day, and you're so exhausted from that mentally, you know, because there's mental rest, mm -hmm. there's spiritual rest, and there's physical rest. And, there's physical rest. Mm -hmm. and so it all depends on what aspect of, those, of that that you're, you're coming from. I think all of it is important. I think they all work together. But I think conscious rest, conscious rest is most important, whether it be physical or mental. Mm -hmm. When you consciously take a day to rest, it's more meaningful to me than when you're forced to rest. Because sickness is a form of rest too. Your body is saying like, I can't do anymore, I'm shutting this shit down. Mm -hmm. And it forces you to rest, mm -hmm. right? But when you're doing, conscious rest you're not sick mm -hmm. you're deciding i want i'm not doing shit today i'm just gonna chill and that comes back to my question before and i say i really appreciate laziness okay and i, I don't mean laziness like oh i'm just lazy now i'm i can't do anything because mm -hmm. i'm lazy mm -hmm. I'm, I'm i like the laziness because i choose to just be lazy today i won't do yeah. anything mm -hmm. and i'm choosing to do that because i love myself and I appreciate what rest does for me and, and it's a time for me to recover mm -hmm. and I'm doing it purposefully versus shit I'm just exhausted I need to go rest well when I think of rest I understand what you're saying but when I think of rest I think of the physical aspect of it I think of I understand the conscious choice but I think of the physical aspect of how the cells have to heal how the body has to recover mm -hmm. how to present, you know prevent the injuries because the, the muscles are broken down so much mm -hmm. so I when I think of that I think of physical rest and how it impacts you from a physical standpoint mm -hmm. um, I think mental rest is very very important because it all ties into the physical um, the stress level 
Yes. Um, but I think I think most people think about when they think about rest, they think about the physical aspect of it. Right. Of okay, I need to rest for three days because if I don't, I may injure myself. So. I, I think, think most people don't rest enough. I, I, I agree. I think most people don't rest enough. And, and then, then there's the mental rest, where which I, I would say, um, you know, people have an aversion for meditation. Oh, I can't sit there and not think about something. Like you haven't even tried long enough to even quantify saying something like that. I find that some people don't have the capacity. I mean, I, I hate everyone I hate, has the capacity. I, you know, I hate to go against. We're just conditioned I hate, poorly. I, hate, I, I agree. I hate it's to go against. I think it is, but you know what? That conditioning is kind of who they are today. You know, when you have people who are conditioned to do Of course, that, it is who they are today, but yeah. they can change it. That's what conditioning conditioning built built who the person is. But you're stuck into being this person. I agree. And so you have to make a decision. Like I, I, just like you, you can decide at any time in your life, I don't want to be this person anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you do it because you realize that the person you were doesn't benefit you. But some people are living in, in, a, in a certain condition that they believe that they can't get out of it because they haven't made the choice to do so. So let me ask you a question then. Let's tap, you know, you, you, with, with everything that's going on now, it's all about mental health. Mental. What if a person? This is me throwing something back at you. Sure. What if a person mentally just can't do? It? They don't have the mental capacity for whatever reason. I, I I'm on the same page with you. With you make a decision, you decide, you make a change. But what if we have people who really mentally don't know how to tap into that? Okay. So my question, my answer is: there are people who mentally don't know how to tap into mm-hmm. that. But do they mentally, do they think that they can't find out how? Now that's a challenge, that's a different thing. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, so you, you can't fix a car because you never learn how to fix a car. But if you decide, you know what, I'm gonna learn to fix a car. Yes. What do you do? You find someone who can teach you. Exactly. Yeah. So if you really wanna meditate or do anything in your life, it's a matter of making the choice to do so. And I'm not saying it's easy because it's hard to get out of the condition that you're used to. Because the condition that you're used to is so normal. Mm -hmm. It is so easy because you don't even have to think about it. Mm -hmm. So when you decide you want to switch that into something else Mm -hmm. and learn something different, it takes a lot more mental Mm -hmm. thinking and processing and going through all this unnatural way of of being. Mm And so it is hard, but it doesn't mean you can't. I agree. It doesn't mean you can't. And again, it's a matter of decision. And I'm not saying that you have to if you don't want to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that don't sit there and say you can't do something when you've already decided that you can't do it. I I agree with you on that. Like you haven't even decided, you haven't even tried. You just, yeah. Right. You have to want to do it. Yeah. And and, and I think, um, well, I know it goes for everything in your life. Everything in your life. Just like we say, well, I don't like to exercise, I don't like to do this, I don't like to do that. That's a different thing from when you can't. Exactly. When you feel like you can't. You don't like doing something, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. But when you say you can't do it, <laughs> you know what's funny? I laugh at this, but you tell them to do something. Mm-hmm. You do a squat, and they do a squat, they do the first one, and it's good. And then mm-hmm. the second one, and it's good. You tell them to give me 10 or 15 squats, and they get to 10 and they can't do it. I can't do it. 
<laughs> so I'm, I laugh because I said, wait a minute, you just did it. Yeah. You didn't do the number I tell you to do, yeah. but you did You did exactly, tell them. Exactly, exactly. You didn't do a physical, you didn't so you just squat. Right. Like, what are you saying? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I never thought about it like that. Oh. I said, if you did one, you did it exercise. Yeah. If you did it right, yeah. if you didn't do it right, I'll correct you. Mm-hmm. In fact, I didn't correct you, you did it right. Mm-hmm. So stop saying you can't do it. And they're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. I'm like, yeah. So the point I'm trying to make with that, with, with the can't, and it is that some people um, really don't know that they're doing something. Mm-hmm. Take meditation, for instance. Mm-hmm. They'll sit there, and there are all kinds of thoughts coming in their head. And it's like, oh, I can't meditate. I can't do it. The fact that you're quiet, even if thoughts are coming in there, you are meditating. Yeah, yeah. You're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what it's about. Yeah. Okay. So it's not a, a, the perfect kind of meditation, mm-hmm. but it's where but you it's begin. The, it's where you begin. Yeah. It's where you begin. Just sit and be quiet. If thoughts sit comes in, quiet, it's like, okay. Yeah. Close your eyes yeah. and breathe. Yeah. It's okay. If it's 15 minutes or 10 minutes or five minutes, mm-hmm. just meditate for five minutes. It's no different from me meditating for 30 minutes. You meditate, that's your choice of meditating for five minutes. So let's just be nice to yourself. Mm-hmm. Appreciate what you can do. Exactly. And if you appreciate what you can do, before you know it, you're doing five and a half minutes. Exactly. Six minutes. And it starts to grow. And that becomes your condition after a while. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you're doing it. Not even remembering that. Oh, I've said that I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself. Be nice to yourself. Just chill. Yes. You know what I mean? No, I get it. I get it. It's one of the ultimate way of self-love. Yeah. Stop telling, I can't this and I can't. Just let go, man. Just let yeah. go. Yeah. I get it. We're too tight and hard on ourselves. Yeah, that self-love thing. A lot of people have problems with that. Problem with they that. They have a problem with that. But they, but they, but they think that they can love someone else. Yeah. You're you not, love if you can't love yourself, yourself, you're not loving anybody yeah. else. I told you. You're loving certain things about them. Yeah. But real love, it's a no. Yeah. Until you can tell me you love yourself and, and really show that, mm-hmm. you can't, you're not, the love that you think you love someone else, that you're showing someone else, is not real love. Because you don't know how. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. You haven't agree. learned how. Yeah. You can learn how. Yeah. But you're not. That's not what it is. It goes back to what I said earlier that I love to see people achieving what they want, which is why I love when my clients achieve their goals and they're getting better. Mm-hmm. And I love to see other trainers surviving and not only that, but anybody else in your profession. Because I believe and I truly believe that there is enough for everyone. Yes. By you limiting that, then you're saying God is limited. Mm-hmm. And God is not limited. God is unlimited. So there's enough for everybody. There's enough money in the world to feed everybody. There's enough mm-hmm. food in the world to feed her. There's enough mm-hmm. oxygen. There's enough gravity. There is enough of everything that we need and desire and even stuff that we haven't thought about yet mm-hmm. is sitting there for us to get to it. So this mentality like, oh, like, give me mine, give yeah, me mine, give yeah, me mine. Yeah, yeah. I don't want no parts of that. I don't want no parts of that. None of it. I understand. Because that means I'm gonna limit myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm not limited. I am unlimited. 
is an unlimited source of who Fitzroy is. Even if this falls apart, it won't mean what you think it means to me. It won't do nothing for me in terms of making me feel bad about myself and my ability to achieve the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah, no, I do. On that note, man, what did you got to tell the people, man? Um, enjoy, appreciate, gratitude, you know, gratitude. Yes, all day. Yes. that's one of my words every day. Love yourself. Gratitude is one of my big, big words. And I got that from the the the, the show, um, Spartacus. I like the show. Okay. They use that a lot, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? My wife and I was like, we love that word. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do that from say that from now on. Gratitude, gratitude. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Anyway, man, I'm sorry to continue. No. Let's uh, close this thing out. Close it out with empowerment. Right, there's a quote that I normally use. Let me mm-hmm. see if I can remember. It's like, everything you need and want, you have in you. That's the quote that I've always used. I tell myself, everything I need and want is already in me. Everything you need and want is in you. Yes. You hear that? Everything you need and want is inside of you. That means what I just talked about, love, is inside of you. That's the only place you can find it. Mm-hmm. And when you find it there, you will be the best you. Exactly. I guarantee it. Exactly. On that note, family, see you next time. Peace. Peace. My brother. Good conversation. Wasn't that better than you thought it was? It was. Right? It was. It was. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> I had to remember, I had to keep, okay, I'm in front of a camera, it doesn't matter, let's just talk. Yeah, I don't even see the camera, man, I just focus on the mic, and I focus on what you're saying, and that's it. No, it's cool, it's good.